Welcome to the After Later podcast. I am your host, John Wesley. Happy Monday to you all. Hope you all had a uh, relaxing weekend. Uh, today is uh, Monday, April 20th. Uh, I think we all know what that is, right? It's 420. Eh, hey, babe, it's 420. Eh, yeah. I mean, look, maybe it's because I'm 44 years old. And, um, but celebrating 420 kind of feels like uh, getting drunk for St. Patty's Day. You know what I mean? It's like an amateur's holiday. You know, plus, I mean, just the world we're living in now. If you're celebrating marijuana, I mean, dude, it's semi-legal in at least 33 states. Like 78 million Americans live in a part of the country where it's semi-legal at some level. So it's not really the counterculture thing that it was anymore. It's mainstream you know, there's brand names of weed, you know, but if you really want to celebrate for it, man, go for it, man, go for it. Uh, but let's just be honest at this point, if you're celebrating 420, if you want to be a counterculturalist about it, you're really just celebrating Hitler's birthday. <laughs> hey babe, happy Hitler's birthday. Yeah. And it's not the same. It kind of bums you out. Makes you want to get high. Forget about that. <laughs> Anyway, it's uh, Monday. We're, uh, I don't know how you count the days of quarantine. At this point, not even really counting them anymore. I'm going to be honest with you, this last weekend was tough for me. I was not really feeling good. You know, the positivity and negativity and the depression comes in waves, as it were. And this was, a, this was kind of a bad one. I wasn't really feeling it the last couple of days. And I know a lot of you go through that as well. And uh, I would recommend whenever you do feel it, just sort of embrace it, ride with it, and uh, let it pass. You know what I mean? Work it through. You know, just uh, take a day and avoid the news and avoid social media stuff. Just get off of it. You know, take care of yourself. Sleep. Watch something weird. Do something productive or not. Don't get on yourself about being productive. I keep going back to that, but just just chill a little bit. Um, but anyway, appreciate you coming with me this week. I've got a great week of uh, of shows. Today is going to be a really good one. Tomorrow, uh, Craig Lavati, J.R. Brow. After that, Keisha Hunt. Uh, is going to be on with me on Thursday. I'm uh, looking forward to having Keisha on the show. She and I are teammates now. We're teammates going to be representing the city of Houston in a city versus city roast battle. Uh, details on that will be uh, coming out shortly. Hey, can y'all be louder? That'd be great. If you could like really just get close and ramble right close to this microphone, that'd be awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Live parenting on the After Later podcast. Uh, anyway, let's just get down to it. Uh, my interview today is uh, with a very dear friend of mine. Like I said, we, here on the After Later podcast, we look for interesting and unique people. Uh, but this one uh, is especially interesting and unique and extremely, extremely talented. I knew this girl since she very first walked into a comedy club. Uh, first time ever. Uh, her career has grown way past that in, in many different ways. And it's only a matter of time until she's a household name. So without further ado, please welcome Kiki Maroon. Hello. I hear I hear you stirring in there. <laughs> yes, I am. Wait, I'm like was frantically making coffee and had to run downstairs because my roommates have real jobs. Oh no. <laughs> I know. So they were like, I didn't it was bad timing. They were like both on conference calls and I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that's right. Well, thank you very much for uh, doing this with me today. Oh, thank you for having me. I miss you. All right. Well, I was going to say, I miss you too. How's everything going in lockdown? Uh, you know. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, it's so, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be very, I'm not trying. I am being very positive mm-hmm. about it where I'm like, okay, what, what is the good stuff about this that I never would have time for and all of that stuff, but it's just, it's the not having a timeline. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. It's so open-ended. Yeah. And I, and, the, and yeah, it's just, I know that everybody's dealing with it. So I'm trying to be very like, it's all, it's fine. We're all in this together. But like, I've been, you know, working on, even before lockdown, I was working on making the shows bigger and doing all this stuff and getting investors. And now I'm like, yeah, give me your money. I have no idea when shows are going to be allowed again. Right. <laughs> Ah, it sucks, man. It sucks. Uh, you know, and here's what I think too. And, and we're already recording, by the way. So. Okay. Okay. And this Thank is kind of the, 
This so is don't kind be of racist. The... <laughs> oh no, fine. That's fine. That's fine. I'm the one who can't be racist. I can't oh, okay. Be racist. I have to. I have to think the quiet part and not say it all out. <laughs> I always say how lucky I am. Like people don't know what I am, so they can't call me out for saying shit. That's that's, that's, that's clever. That's the idea. The the the, the blessing of being multicultural uh-huh. <laughs> and vaguely at that. Like I don't know. Is she is she Hispanic? Is she Indian? I don't know. Maybe I'm Asian. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's a, there's a lot of things that are Asian, but um, uh, I think what was I going to say? Oh yeah, it's like I feel like there's the perfunctory things you have to say, like all the oh we're all in this together, you know what I mean? This guy's mm-hmm. safe and all that. So it's like you you got to go through all that. You got to say those things, the almost the beatitudes of it. Yeah. And, and then and then they're like, but it's okay because I feel like shit and I'm pissed <laughs> off. I'm pissed off about it and I just feel like crap and. Yeah, I don't even know if it's like that you have to say it. I think that it's like, so I read something that was talking about how like it's, it's kind of like mourning Mm -hmm. is what's happening. And it's like you're going through all the phases and you go through the anger and denial and like everything else and then eventually acceptance. And that made so much sense to me that it's like, we're just all going, like you went through that whole process. And then when you speak to somebody like this right now, it's often like you, you haven't talked to them every day. So the, how are you doing? You're giving them each step. <laughs> yeah. Like everything sucks and it's been really weird. And I was angry, but like, it's awesome. It's going to be fine. Like you're just giving them your journey. <laughs> <laughs> that really is true. I think, I think I did them a little bit out of order. Because <laughs> for me, and I've talked about this before in the show is that it was, it's also overwhelmingly big. And yeah. I guess I have a, I don't know the way my brain works. I kind of, I, I accepted it right off the bat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just sort of, I, I realized right off the bat, there's nothing I can do about it. It's, it's all encompassing. But so then I was, there I was in the, in the uh, nice, cool shadow of acceptance. Mm-hmm. But, but yet I, but still the other ones bubble up and I just have to kind of chew on them. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. Like denial, denial is a fun one that comes up every now and then when I start getting optimistic about, oh, they're gonna they're gonna open up comedy clubs in just about a month or so. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, uh, hey, people, people will get back cruise in no time. I'll be out there on this, you know. What I mean, so it's like, yeah, it's the the optimism uh, wrapped up in denial. You know, I I have like a weird kind of like I don't know what you would call it, like fucked up optimism. Of mm-hmm. like, you know, people get so upset about like that it's the economy and it's all about money and all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but that's awesome. Like this is affecting everybody. And so like, I just feel really confident that things are going to be figured out re- in a reasonable amount of time because money fuels everything. Mm-hmm. And so like, we're going to be okay. <laughs> like yeah, you, it, like it, if successful businesses weren't being affected, I'd be really fucking scared. Yeah. that That's, I, I've thought about that too. It's like, it's in their interest to fix this shit and it's in their interest to not let us all just sort of crash and burn into financial ruin. Yeah. You know I mean, when it's, an, when it's an individual fuck up, they're more than happy to. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we'll to, figure it know, out. To, <laughs> yeah. Now, now they're, they're going to kind of rally and, and do it. Now, um, for those of you who don't know the listener, I'm going to talk to the listeners for a second okay. here. Uh, Kiki Maroon is one of the uh, foremost uh, performers I mean, of, of burlesque and comedy and all together. It's uh I, I, I'm going to fall short, and I know you're highly skilled at describing the <laughs> genre in which you fill. How Tripping would you describe clown. yourself as what you do? I'm a stripping clown. <laughs> I was trying to make it flowery when I, I think that was probably the less words were the better there. Yeah, I've like gone through all the different phases of describing it differently, and I've yeah. just realized like that pretty much sums it up like really easy. It's just stripping clown. <laughs> I do both yeah. of them. <laughs> It it works. It works. Um, you know, even for people who don't like clowns, they love stripping. Mm-hmm. And people that uh, don't like strippers, they probably like clowns. <laughs> and if you don't like either one of them, well, then you know, I don't there's want other your options around. for you. I don't want you. Yeah, around. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a lot. Of, a lot of entertainers make the mistake of trying to be uh, everything for everybody. And yeah. sometimes I think it's better to just go ahead and let 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 a big chunk of the audience know this is not for you. And I'm not going to try to. Uh, cater to what you want yeah <laughs> right yeah absolutely it's so it's been really weird right now <laughs> because yeah. I I again I felt like I just kind of like figured out a bunch of stuff with the show and with that you know but like this is what I am this is what I'm gonna do don't worry about all these other things 
Um, and one of those things was, you know, like it's, I don't have to give myself all the slashes and, and talk to the comedians one way and the podcasters one way. And I don't have to compartmentalize. I can just be this and it's fine. And then when all this happened, I had to apply for a bunch of grants <laughs> for small businesses. <laughs> right. And pretty much all of them have little asterisks about like one of the qualifications being you cannot be in adult entertainment. And I know they mean more like, you know, strip clubs or cam girls or that shit. And what I do is like right. comedy shows that happen to have, you know, a lot of dick jokes and, you mm -hmm. know, scantily clad girls. But I didn't want to not be qualified because there's, I'm sure they're just trying to knock people out for anything they can. So right. suddenly I had to go and like clean sweep every bit of social media, take things down from my website, like just completely tear the whole thing down. And I was like, I finally felt comfortable with what I was. Oh, no. <laughs> now I have that to hide sucks. it. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, that, and that's shitty because it is. They're just, it seems oddly prejudicial. Like a legal case could be made though. Well, why would you? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, rule those things out. Are those not valid entertainers? Are they not valid small businesses? You know, and clearly if there was, if business wasn't booming, they wouldn't be so busy all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. And again, it's not even like, I don't even think they're talking about what I do, but I just know that if they've got 10,000 applications for one grant, anything they can use to narrow it down, they're going to. Yeah, exactly. And I had actually just posted like an almost nude <laughs> for my birthday <laughs> and the next day i was like delete 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 that's funny yeah it, yeah it, it's funny it seems like they're happy to to discriminate against people that uh they don't think are going to rally up enough sympathy to to complain against it you know what i'm saying yeah. like they could they couldn't say hey uh no single moms because then that well it's gonna piss a lot of people off right yeah then, but they can't say hey if you're <laughs> But that's a, that's an industry that their particular you know the the powers that be in in state government and all that stuff that's they're they're more than happy to oh absolutely you know, to, to pick to pick that fight you know which is kind of kind of shady. I mean, I think it it kind of it doesn't make sense, but I get it because I think that the like uh, social like I don't know what you call it like the culture like the idea behind it is that they're lazy like strippers are lazy, cam girls are lazy. And so it's so, so funny to me how many people like switch to like having only fans and trying to be cam girls and stuff mm -hmm. during this time. And I don't know, to me, it's like even furthering the idea. Like, I feel like somebody who just set up an only fans or cam girl situation during this is like assuming that there's no work involved. Of like, oh fuck, I, oh, can't, yeah. I can't, I can't, I don't have a job right now. Let me just go take my clothes off. And to me, that's still kind of disrespecting it because the people making money have spent years building up fan bases. Yeah, I mean that's that is it is reductive. It's like, well, I'll just turn on the camera. And, uh huh. The, you know, the, the the coins will start flying in, and they want to look at my toes. I'm like, no, they no. don't just look at your. Mm -mm. You got to make sure those toes are clean. You got to get the, <laughs> you got to you got to get the nail beds taken care of. You can't just. I guess there is there is some money in dirty feet, but you don't want that money. You don't want the dirty foot money. No, you do. Yeah, not. I was laughing about because uh, it is funny you say that because that is the uh, the perception is that that's like some sort of lazy job. But man, those girls hustle. Yeah, they fucking that do. Is a, you know, that's a twenty four seven grind. And you know, I mean, pun intended. <laughs> I I do not have an OnlyFans or anything like that. I think like if people have that, that's awesome. Whatever, I'm putting all the little things there so that I don't sound like a bitch. But <laughs> Hey, don't rule it out. I'm, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm I'm considering it. I've been I've been told that I am I fit a very specific oh, niche. Oh, you're a bear. Like there's a, there's a lot of money in a daddy uh -huh. bear. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't. I'm, we'll see how this but goes. Another couple of weeks. You know? Oh my God. Do you know how like damaging it would be to my self esteem to open an OnlyFans and have like two people paying to see my pussy? Like <laughs> that's what I'm like. The, a lot of these girls. That's what's happened. It's like the one guy that they've turned down ten times that lives down the street. That's who's giving them five dollars. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if you, it, it's funny how the digital world kind of offers a filter because if it was just the same guy walking down the street and, and offered you five bucks, hey, you might as well take a look at. <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh you're gross get away mm -hmm. go online like everyone else <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh my god, yeah, that's I'm crazy. Like, no, that's, that's too. That's too risky. I don't. I don't want to be that person. <laughs> but man, I tell you, I, I feel for those girls because, like I said, the, the grind is never ending, and it doesn't matter rain Mm-mm. or shine, national tragedy. They don't give a shit. Like there was, I'm trying to remember what it was. There was something on Twitter happened a couple of years ago. I can't remember what it was. It was one of like the big horrible events, you know, where it's just everyone's like, oh my god. I think it was like one of the the massive shootings. It was the Vegas shooting. Okay. Right, it was the, the when the Vegas shooting happened, and it was just everyone. It was just oh my god, like it was it was still going on. Like they hadn't even, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and cam girls, they don't even give a shit. They're like hot from Vegas. Like they're, oh, they're using the, the hashtags. <laughs> they're using the trending topics to like yeah. You oh know, my when god. You're, run for your life and then run to this pussy because it's crazy. You're like oh my god, I can't believe they, but just, they just don't. That's fucking grind though because I'm telling you, I mean, I I work my app, John. You know I work so hard. I work so goddamn hard. My Instagram's still only at like five thousand people. These girls have like a hundred thousand followers or whatever, and I totally respect that because it's not as easy as people think. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's like you'll do a, they'll do like a, a energy drink, ad, <laughs> right, or something like that. A little Energizer Bunny with their rabbit. <laughs> yeah, but that you know, like this one I saw is like she had a, a million followers and she's doing a BMW Shut ad. Up. I'm like, that is. That's not Mm-mm. that's not just selling you know rolling papers and and uh you know the the basically the smoke shop kind of materials no that's that's a legit wow product placement yeah no it's uh I think we can learn a lot I mean I think the 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 mainstream the or the the lamestream <laughs> uh, wants to wants to shit on them but you know if you take out any sort of moral hangups there's some there's some strong lessons we can yeah from the ones these. that are like really doing it are fucking doing it for sure yeah yeah i like i've also been very impressed how creative they can get by not showing their face that is tough <laughs> there's, i don't, I don't uh, follow enough of them or watch them to know that but that's good to know <laughs> Oh, it's like it's 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 amazing how you can see every square inch except any identifying feature. Well, I guess right now with mask, also you could just <laughs> say you're being like in. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, there's there there's a lot of using N95 mask is uh, it's been fetishized already. You know, but may, God, maybe five ten years ago, I went to this um, art thing. It was a like a collection with a whole bunch of artists, and one of the artists was this girl, and it wasn't like like a bullshit art thing. Like she was fancy pants, right? And uh-huh. uh, she had bought a mannequin, and just was taking Polaroids at like very creative angles with the mannequin wearing different panties, and had set up these things. Nothing was online. It was all well online. It was like Craigslist style things, right? Where she would write these guys letters that were paying her money for panties and letters and Polaroids. And it was all the mannequin at creative angles. And so she just had this racket where she was just, you know, buying panties at the dollar store and then sending them off to these guys. And the, it, like the um, exhibit was just the mannequin up there and all the letters that the guys had written back to this mannequin. <laughs> yeah, That's it was crazy. really smart. I didn't know why she, she shouldn't have turned it to an exhibit. That could have just been her retirement plan. Yeah, exactly. Well, now it's both. Now, you kidding me? Now that it's an art exhibit, those prices just yeah. went up. That's, that's that is a legitimized artistic mannequin, not just something some greasy dude at the end of my cul-de-sac is is spanking yeah. to. <laughs> See that? I mean, also that like the, uh, uh, the the used panty market. That's quite an economy. Uh, I know. And it's just so. I know. <laughs> Think about think about it as the pragmatic business person who's like, all right, well, turns out the demand is there. Yeah, they, <laughs> there's a lot of people who want to. So you just go and you buy buy them in bulk, right? Dude. And then I don't I don't know. You sort of I guess you're just on a stair <laughs> or something. You know, about five minutes, take them off, put that. In the, you know what I mean? Like that's oh my that's, god. That's like how I, I used to set up shop when I was you know on the road and I was I was bootlegging myself, right? So I had my computer set up and. I'm burning CDs and I'm, you know, it, it takes a certain, yeah, I'm, but I was set up like a, like a factory, just cranking them out so that I'd have 20 or 30 to sell to the show or something like that. That's the same thing. Like, Oh, I got to get oh on that ground. God. Wake up. Well, it's kind of like have that coffee, <laughs> uh, chug my bang energy drink and get to, get to taking on and off underwear. I, uh, 
so I go to uh, I really love Tony Robbins, and he actually one of the stories he tells often is about the the guy I want to say that created like particle board about how he like saw sawdust everywhere and saw it as like a commodity instead of waste, <laughs> right. and like just yeah. took everybody's trash that they were trying to get rid of and they created like this crazy profitable thing. I think that's what the panty thing is like. These were not. <laughs> I didn't need these. <laughs> They're used. <laughs> you just turn that trash into treasure. <laughs> That's like those uh, infomercials with the guys who are flipping out. Yeah. It's like, don't just throw away your underwear. I can turn that into a fortune. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Well, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, it's it's fun and it's silly, but you know, everything's changed. Everything's up on its head now. And, and who knows what's how these things are going to be different. So you'd be a fool not to learn uh, as many lessons as you can from as many different sources, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm mean, sorry, the sad part back up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It does get it does get sad. Now, you are, like you said, you, you're on the grind. You're an excellent uh, small businesswoman. Thank you. Uh, you are... And I, but I worry about you sometimes because I, I see that you get bogged down in the, um, what would you call it? The, the work of being a promoter mm-hmm. and a booker and, and running all that business. Cause I can see, and I know from being around the business that that it will suck your time and your life energy out. And yeah. I worry about you as a, as a performer, as a talented performer and, and entertainer. So how do you balance the two? Like, how do you, do you ever have to just sort of, all right, I'm going to stop worrying about balancing books and trying to book people and call venues about uh, rates. And I need to actually work on my act. Uh, yeah. I worry about that too. <laughs> Which one suffers the most? Oh, think? definitely my act. And I hate that. I hate yeah. it so much. Um, but I will say that I, uh, I've gotten much better. I mean, I had to of being okay with delegating because for the longest time I was yeah. such a control freak that I, I couldn't do it. And it was realizing how much the act was suffering because I just couldn't do that, that I eventually had to be like, you know, if, if I really want to do this, it's not an option. I have to learn how to do that. And so I have gotten much better. Um, I have an amazing team. I've learned to like cut the fat and be okay with firing people that suck. So that way I can have other people come in and help with the admin stuff and all like just everything involved. Like I said, the books and everything. This is going to sound dumb. I didn't know what a bookkeeper Mm -hmm. was. (laughs) <laughs> it sounds like something from uh like uh, lord of the rings like it's a special what? mystical oh the keeper of the book i didn't you know, know. <laughs> i was like wait somebody does this i literally john every year when i had to like do taxes i just had these giant like these tupperware kind of like shoebox plastic tubs full mm-hmm. of receipts and my showgirls would come over and we would spend hours sorting them around the table and i so it was just like the stripper party of like receipts and paper <laughs> and they would all laugh at me about how all of my, like, most of my you know quote business receipts were topa chico like around the world <laughs> yeah right uh, you know i tell you what the, the i know it, it's not the the reality is not the visual but the the visual is that you're all dressed up as showgirls sitting around tables Going through boxes of, and I tell you what, you you, you partner up with the actual right accountant, and you can take that H and R block if you, oh my if you had God. the choice. If I had the choice of, of who's going to do my taxes, you know, Steve at H and R block or <laughs> Kiki, Kiki and, and the girls and at Maroon Fluffy Taxes. And... <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! It was. Uh... No, but that's that, that is that is smart and that's clever, and that, but that's like the, the the you know the business stuff you yeah. have to do, right? Is to go through all that. And I'm guessing now, you know, you you learn how to kind of do it gradually, all you know, over time. Not not the uh, oh, the, you know, the, that visual of the the boxes, full, you know, over overflowing with receipts. That's kind of like the. Uh, I didn't know. That's kind of like how er- every grocery bag has to have the the baguette yes. sticking out of the top of it. It's like a, a sort of a stereotypical yes, image. Exactly. You know? <laughs> but yeah, like I didn't know that that's what a, that a bookkeeper did that for you. 
And so I like yeah. ended up talking to um, actually the, the manager at, at uh, one of the venues, Warehouse Live. And I was like, I just, I can't fucking, it's too much. I can't do this. And it's just really confusing. And he was like, get a bookkeeper. They do that for you. And I was like, what? <laughs> Someone will do this? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a daunting thing. Cause like when you're, when you, if your business is growing to where it's like that, let, you know, get a bo- mm-hmm. bookkeeper. Like, wait, is that like, is that a living exactly. position? Like I had no something? idea. I was like, is that a thousand dollars a month? Is it $5 a month? I, you could have told me either one. And I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> so that's, well, that's like tough. pretty much all the stuff. There's like that and like lawyers and things like that. I'm, I've learned that like I'm really bad at I, I don't think about another way to do something until it's become so hard that it's unmanageable. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, I bet somebody's better yeah. at this. <laughs> I, I think that's the modern that's kind of the modern way that we do things now is everyone kind of tries to manage and and DIY for as long as you can, because there's so many ways you can, you know, I mean, shit, 30 years ago, they didn't have the internet like we do now to kind of look up stuff and figure out how to do it. So they wouldn't have, like, if someone's going to start any kind of business or, 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 you know, business venture, almost the first thing they would have thought of back in the eighties would have been, well, first I got to start off with a bookkeeper so that I got my system in place. You know, I mean, that was like an old, more traditional format. But now we're like, fuck it. I got Google. I can figure out how to do this stuff. There's an app. I can take yeah. pictures of things. And, and Until it becomes, until it, uh, all of a sudden, shit, success is sometimes your worst enemy. You know, and you, you're, too, you're too busy. You're too yeah. overwhelmed by yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just like, so that's helped me a lot this last year where I'm like, okay, I have somebody that does that. I, you know, I have people helping me with the office work and the admin work. And so... I'm, I actually have a list of like all that stuff that you're talking about, like what are the time sucks that are stopping me from being a better performer. And I'm just trying to like farm out all of those things so that I can for the first time ever, 100% focus on growing my acts because that's not something that I've had the opportunity to do. And I know that it's affecting it. I'm, I'm suffering for it. I know that. Yeah, no, it's gotta be distracting uh as especially as as intensive of, of the the style of entertainment you do like for me i'm just a comic man i you know i can write some jokes half-ass remember them and then go go on stage in a hoodie and t- oh, you know, t-shirt so you you got to get ready for a show it's music cues you got to rehearse you're like hey can you guys work on the quick mm-hmm. books over here i gotta i gotta sew the sequence on this baseball bat for my walking dead number that i'm i'm working on yeah i mean you're putting in you're putting in 10 times more hours per performance minute than i am and you have to run the the entire business yourself i i, I applaud you so I don't know how you i'm gonna tell you something i've ne- i've never said <laughs> like I, I want to say it was maybe Barry was doing one of his workshops and he was talking to the comics mm-hmm. about like how it's work. You're, you know, you have to be able to email bookers. You're going to have to run your own this and blah, blah, blah. You basically give them the list of stuff that you have to do, but it still sounded so easy to me compared to everything where I'm like, wait, you're not making your own costumes and working with tech guys and lighting crews and like everything else. And I have absolutely thought about just quitting everything. To 100%. <laughs> I'm like, if I'm used to running like at this level, if I just 100% focused on nothing but comedy, it would feel like a vacation compared to like, <laughs> and I feel like that sounds arrogant. Like I'm just like, yeah, I could be, I could be famous comic, but I'm not going, I'm not choosing not to. I know that's not it. I know there's obviously a lot I would have to do, but just, I'm just used to like having to carry so much. It sounds, it sounds kind of awesome. <laughs> That's, you know, it's funny that you say that because, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want you to take this the wrong way because you do amazing work with the, uh, what do you call it? The, the, uh, the entertainment family that you've created, your, 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 your brand and your band Mm -hmm. of misfits, you put on amazing shows. You've cultivated the best audience in in all of Houston. I've done a handful of your shows in Houston. And, and, and me and Billy D were talking about this. Like it is, it is the best audience I've performed in Houston in, in oh, 20 years. It's the just, you've, you've, you've curated the, the right amount, but I understand also how much work you've put into that. Right. So 
with anything, if you put so much work into it, you have to, no matter how quality the outcome is, you have to step back and go, okay, what did that actually mm-hmm. cost me? Was the, was the, was the juice yeah. worth the squeeze? Right. And, and I tell you, I, 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 I've seen you do just straight stand up and go in and completely destroy a place. And I, and I know just from knowing you that I was like, she's doing that with not even a 10% of the time and effort that everyone else is putting into it. She's working on so many other things. And she just came in here and threw that kind of right in her face. And I was like, if this girl was doing what we're doing at 100% of her output, I mean, this is this is the next Amy Schumer right here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it, I mean, so you say that, and I know you you feel like you got the the, the family to maintain, but I, I don't think it's I don't think it's you being, um, you know, I don't think you have to worry about being humble. I think uh, it's definitely something you should you should look at, you should think about and consider, or at least do some more work that way and see the see yeah. the result come in. Yeah, and that's yeah, I know. <laughs> that's that, but it's tough. It's tough because you you are. It doesn't matter what the business is. It doesn't matter if you're uh, a, a plumber. It doesn't matter if you're a real estate agent. You you have. It doesn't matter what the, the what I'm saying is. It doesn't matter what the 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 product of your business is. You are mm-hmm. a small businesswoman. You are, you're thinking about your, your people and how they're going to get by and yep. putting money into their pockets and, and, and not overworking them. I mean, I mean, I've seen how you managed managing your crew is also, I think about this whenever I've been involved in projects is if I got people that are working on spec or for, or for a small amount of money, I, oh, I don't yeah, lean on them like, like assholes do with, with interns and stuff and just work into the bone for nothing. Cause you don't want to, you don't yeah, want to burn definitely. out the resource. Right. So you're putting a lot of thought and, and work into that. And if you didn't have the elite comedy talent to go with it, then I'd be like, Oh, you're, you're on, <laughs> you're on the right path. You're doing that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but that's, I don't know. It's just, it's just a thought. It's worth, it, it's, it's worth you ruminating yeah. upon and don't feel yeah, bad. for no, thinking. I appreciate it. that because yeah, I know that you, you've seen <laughs> the path that a, a lot of people haven't seen the whole thing. And I know that like you, I've, I've known you for so long now, so I definitely, I do think about it, especially now with everything going on. I've been, so I said pre-quarantine, I was working on these, um, basically creating like a Vegas scale, like a huge show. And so that involves investors and like this presentation and like scaling everything up. And what I'm like factoring into the numbers is me not doing everything or hopefully nothing (laughs) like that's what i'm trying i'm like i only want to take this on if we can like get enough so that i'm hiring out all of this stuff because the idea of putting that much money into something that's not going to benefit you know my 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 personal career like outside of the theatrical like production like i just i can't do Mm -hmm. that anymore like it's i've got to be able to have the time to do everything else or, or I'm gonna resent it, you know. Well, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you. you I mean, as, as tough as you can be, uh, uh, burnout is still uh, at some point an eventuality yeah. for everybody, right? You know what I mean? Some, I mean, you see entertainers and st- people that do the kind of stuff that we do, and you you are going to burn out at some point. It's just you have to manage it and kind of firewall around it. Like, okay, well, hey. Uh, perfect. I've got this two month mm-hmm. hole in my calendar here that I've scheduled for rest and re- you know I'm gonna completely fucking burn out, maybe self rehab a little bit, and then I'll come out of it strong. You know, so if you can get ahead of it, the, you know, the the better you are at it, or at least uh, yeah, plan for it. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, even when stuff does go go back to kind of normal, it's not gonna jump right into where I can work because I just I don't see a scenario where suddenly we can have 500 people in a venue. Uh, you know, it's going to be like the slow, you know, wh- what was it right before they went to lockdown? It was like no groups. It was over 200 and then it was over 50 and then it was over 10. I think we're going to scale up like that. And so part yeah. of me is wondering like, okay, is that, that sounds like the perfect time for me to just go work on comedy because doing shows isn't going to be an option. Yeah. You're not going to be able to have the, you know, because you need, I'm guessing, I don't know your, your calculus on it, but for the size of the productions mm-hmm. we need minimum on, 200 there's probably a there's probably a per person that you need to kind of clear to make it yeah. worthwhile yeah, right if we I don't mean, have a 200 person yeah. uh venue it's not worth it like that's min- minimum <laughs> yeah no that makes sense that's smart but, that's absolutely oh. smart well i tell you what uh oh, oh no, go ahead, say, go ahead. But it, is, it has been very no. exciting uh because one of the things that 
I'm working on for this larger show because like I said I'm talking about like Vegas scale is I, I want to get a mm. mechanical bull but instead of a bull it's a balloon dog <laughs> and so okay that's that's gonna be part of my act is after I strip I like go and like jump on this mechanical balloon dog <laughs> <laughs> so, see i can't even imagine the expense of like and for for one for one it's laugh gonna be so for one worth bit it. oh, like, it's like thirty dollars it's like crazy <laughs> yeah <I'm just> <laughs> but that's that's the flip side that i'm like oh you know I, I should focus on this i should do that but what other career can i say like you know what would be cool <laughs> that's <laughs> why you can just tell the audience like folks we've had a great show up to this point and it's been mildly <laughs> memorable and profitable to this point and now i'm going to make it unforgettable and a complete loss that's, oh my, my god that? that's like my tagline <laughs> unforgettable <laughs> <laughs> and i know that uh, that's my funny. taxes now that's- Exactly. Like, let's cut back to the, uh, the the room full of showgirls <laughs> with the full feather hats and everything going through receipts. That's funny. Well, hey, let's take a quick little break here for a second. I like to stop in the middle. Let us, as I say, uh, reload the bowls and check our traps. And uh, you got you got, about, you got some more time to talk with me here? Excellent. We'll be right back uh, with more uh, Kiki Maroon. And we're back. Hey, what's up, Kiki? How you doing? See, that was uh, the, mm-hmm. the magic of editing. coffee time. Yeah, that was. That was. Did you pour? Uh-huh. Did you pour a cup? Did you check the traps? <laughs> now, I uh, one of the things that's kind of helped me get through the the silliness of all this, and of course, I don't know. You've probably heard. I'm just sitting in in one of the rooms of my downstairs. I, I can got the hear kids them. running around. Uh, white. Uh, my wife Sarah, my lovely wife Sarah, just showed me uh, some cat oh. barf. Uh, the cats. I thought you'd be a dog person. Yeah, no, all right, we have two cats. Surprising. You know, I, I grew up. Uh, mm-hmm. I grew up a little bit as both, but uh, since you know, when the kids were young, we were moving a lot, so we didn't really have you know dog oh, yard yeah. and stuff like that. But uh, actually, I, I, honestly, I, I really like cats. I like that cats are uh, they're like an apex <laughs> predator. You know, I mean, they're nature's perfect killing machine. And if your cat was the size of oh, a Labrador, absolutely. it would kill you. It would be like, a, it'd be the most deadly thing that you could own. So I like it. I like having a small <laughs> little killer. And I, I, I like the balance that we have of if he got any bigger, I'd be more scared of him. <laughs> and yeah, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I, I like, it's a bit of I a detente in the house. But anyway, um, it, yeah, it kind of, like because they go in their box. And then they step on you, and that kind of goes. Oh yeah, me yeah, out. that pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, then they're disgusting litter box asses. Like, cause you know they're furry, so sometimes you're like, you're petting them. Oh, that's a good boy. And then they turn, you're like, you've had a little chunk of shit yeah. stuck to your back this entire yeah. time we were talking. Not for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, you know, dogs, dogs are mm-hmm. filthy fucking beasts as well, and they'll they'll have the shit in their mouth uh. instead of just yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the more we talk about, it, the more we're uh, we're gonna yeah. just eliminate and all pets. People think you're evil if, if you, you don't like if you dogs can't... or cats. I've learned that. I can't say mm-hmm. out loud. I don't yeah. like dogs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Isn't that weird? People, will t- you know, you could have the craziest political ideas, weird religious ideas, thoughts about aliens. Everyone's cool with it. I'll say, you're <gasps> yeah, like, dogs are gross. Really like, like, fuck, it's like admitting you're racist. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh no. People will accept your racism before they accept your anti. Uh, like they lick uh, their butt and then they lick your ism. face. I don't understand. Yeah, they, they 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 cause so much illness. They they spread disease and filth all over your fucking houses. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you, especially right now because I'm pissed because we at, our cats will they're competitive mm-hmm. against two two of them right and. Uh, so they compete over the food. So one will get in there and just wolf as much food as possible before the other one chases him off. And then because he ate so much food so fast, he goes and throws it up because he's like, oh, God. Right. So this one cat of ours, uh, Otis, he would just keep doing that. Right. He would just keep throwing up everywhere. So we got there's a special cat bowl where it's almost like you dump the food in a maze. Oh they can't wolf it. They have to kind of eat. And, and it pisses them off that they have it. And it's working. Right. But this month, 
Yeah, exactly. It's like it's hard. So it's hard for them to just. They can't just. It's not like an open bowl. It's like it's like a. It's like oh eating inside God. a little labyrinth for them. Well, but it pisses them off, and he fucking ate as much as he could, and then threw up on top of the <laughs> on top of it. And a total like fuck you power move. So you can see all the food he can't eat. Uh, kinda. It's it, you know what you know those uh the the, the pot grinders the little circle yes. thing where you kind of you yeah. know, put the weed inside and you turn it. It looks oh, like an open okay. one of those. Right. So it's like all these little like uh like bumper pull obstacle things that the food's all kind of in. So they have to kind of turn their heads and move hmm. around and try. To... Okay. I- Try to munch on it, but the motherfucker just threw up right on top of it. Like he, yeah. mm, okay, I got enough in there. Bye. Like Maybe he, your cat's like, fuck you in your bowl. Because yeah. oh, yeah, you're talking possible. shit about it right in front of them. Okay. Oh yeah, you should see the. He's, he's standing there with his eyes half closed, <laughs> and his ears cocked back. Like, like, uh huh, uh huh. Keep talking shit. So then, were you super shit. into Tiger King since you're talking about them being predators? <laughs> Funny you should say that. Uh, this will oh, be the fourth time we on don't the have to talk about it. Got into a Tiger King. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I, I, I do like, uh, I do like cats that are mm-hmm. almost zoo size, but not to the point where I want to get all weird about it and actually have. Like I, I talk about, how I, I like my cats because they're an apex predator, and we have this agreement. But uh, if they were actually size enough that they could mm-hmm. kill me, I'd be like, no, fuck that. Fuck, fuck you, fuck that. You need to be off in the wild. So, no, I, I'm not for the actual, uh, <laughs> what would you call yeah. it? Having of wild Did you cats. do one of my shows where we had the monkey? You know what I mean? Okay. I don't think yeah, I did one of the monkey shows. One of the things they said, like, I want to say it was the first episode where they were talking about the different kinds of wildlife people. And they were like, yeah, the monkey people are weird. <laughs> the cat ones are fucked up. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, because, yeah, yeah I've, uh, I've met some monkey people doing my circus show and they are definitely weird. They it's like they're they're children because the monkeys uh they're like having a 2-year-old for 30 years. Yeah, it's really it's wow. intense. They don't leave your side. You have to carry it around everywhere. They get very lonely. You have to have at least two because they will get lonely and just die literally oh. of loneliness. And so you have to have at least two and they just they go through everything. They're crazy. And so these monkey people have, they're the kind of people who want a baby forever. And they get, oh, yeah, oh, they get that's real. I mean, lovely, lovely monkeys. The people can be a little intense. Yeah, no, that's, uh, whenever I see people that are like that, it, it, anyone who goes into the extreme, into mm-hmm. anything that's fringe like that, like, a little, a little bit of it is, is you know, like okay, <laughs> well, you've got one bird, that's cool. Mm-hmm. People have parakeets, but when you turn your house into yeah. a bird rescue, you're fucked up. You know what I mean? And monkeys are something you shouldn't own. And yeah, yeah you're just, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I can't, especially like you know, if you're, oh my, you seen chimpanzees? Yes. Like how fucking yes. dangerous those motherfuckers are. Like, they yank people's hands and arms off. Like, they just come up and just, wow, just pop that shit right off. I and know. Rip These were the little ones. Off. I think they're kombucha monkeys. Fuck that. But even then, I still, I, every oh, yeah. time, I loved cuddling. One of them was named Sasha. I loved cuddling with her because it was so cute and wonderful. And I was like, and if it ripped my face off right now, people would say, why was she touching it? I, I know that. I absolutely know that. Yep. 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 And I don't. I think it's probably a bad survival instinct to put yourself at the mercy <laughs> yeah. of the food chain. So that's like that's why I, I wouldn't like to me. I don't want to. I don't want mm-hmm. my death to make or God everybody shuffle. around you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but think about it. Like, like you say, you oh look, I've got this tiger. Oh, they're mm-hmm. so nice. Oh look, I'm petting it, and then all of a sudden it just goes Hah! and just and fucking snaps your neck and eats yeah. you in the cage while everyone's freaking out. You know, you're, you're dumbass put yourself in that position to yeah. be at the mercy of nature, man. Fuck, fuck that. Like, okay, we went to this oh wolf God. rescue place, right? It's about, because tw- I love, I love, I love wolves. I love the idea of it, right? But I love them as like a, it's a neat thing. It's an idea. I like to read about them. I like to watch the documentaries, the nature channel kind of shit where they show them in the wild. And even the sanctuary yeah. where they're taking care of them. I like looking at them. 
but when, when we're, we're there, we're on the tour. So there's these other people and families and stuff. And there's this one lady who was like all, she got like weirdly uh-huh. shaky and emotional. Right. <laughs> and she looked just like yeah. Carol fucking Baskins. Right. Carol fucking Baskins. She was that kind of, you know, <laughs> yeah, that, that she looked like a, an alternate timeline. Yeah. What happened to Hillary Clinton yeah. kind of old lady looking thing. You know what I mean? So that's like, but she was like all shaking and crying and emotional. She's like, I just want to go in there and lay with them and just and just pet them and stuff and all that. And I'm like, and then you and and then you're gonna find out the true mm-hmm. nature of the wild animal. I I I think it's cool, but I know that this is a motherfucking badass yeah wolf. <laughs> and then if I go in there and show my neck and it sees my little heartbeat like a like a vampire, it's gonna go, mm, watch this. And yeah, then you're but those are people you're, that are like it feels chain. my energy. You know, it, it knows that we're we are in sync together. Mm. Like that's you can't reason with that. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think it's accurate, but I think it goes it's better the other way around. Like, oh look, I'm sensitive yeah. to this animal's energy. <laughs> and I'm more comfortable being on the other it's side murderous. of the fucking fence yeah. from it. Yeah, every now and then I'm gonna throw like half a lamb in there and watch its energy eat that and be thankful that it's not me mm-hmm. and we're cool as long as i don't go in there you know i i don't think that, that animal doesn't feel your energy like oh yeah this creative bitch over here <laughs> oh my god well you are a beam of light what are you what are you a half angel monkey damn you know the the wolf isn't looking at you with, with wonder and desire he's like looking at you like yeah. I'm a oh my god you just made me remember again. something i forgot if they so back before i was sober um i I broke into a zoo with my boyfriend at the time and uh, a couple of his friends and it was so dumb and it was one of those things of like, oh my God, if I died, it, people would have been like, yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because we got, we like jumped in the area with the elephants <laughs> and yeah, I, we were very drunk. Oh my God. We were very drunk. And I remember like, there was two, there's two things yeah. where you can like, there's one smaller fence and then you could like jump over that. And then there was another separation, like a concrete barrier. So I didn't go into the, that part. I was just kind of in the, the middle space and I was like touching this one. Cause of course they came over like, what the fuck? Who are these people? And this, like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, trunk, right. And I was like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. And it, like, wrapped its trunk around my arm and started <laughs> pulling me. And so, like, my boyfriend had to pull me, like, to stop it from pulling me inside. <laughs> and yeah, and of what? course, I'm drunk that is and, fucking like, laughing crazy. about it. But then afterwards, I was like, oh, it wanted to murder me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, think about all the. You know, mm-hmm. elephant, they never forget, right? Elephants always remember. So that elephant, who knows what, how many years of captivity yep. and bad treatment it went through. Fucking handlers that were shooting. Yep. It was like, finally, they, I they, got one. I'm going to stomp this bitch. All the time. <laughs> and that's exactly what I'm sure was going to happen. But yeah, like I said, we were so drunk. It was like, ha, ah. yeah. He also jumped into the, they had a some sort of yeah. African deer things with these antlers. And so he started playing with those. We got caught. So, we, yeah. Oh yeah, I imagine. What now? Well, when you got caught, what did they do? It's like prank that's all you bad happened. kids. So, so when the security, like the security guy, <laughs> it wasn't a cop. Cop, the security guard, like caught us. We started running. My boyfriend tossed me back over the fence that we jumped off to get there, um, but he and the other two people did not get out. So I ran and was just like on top of uh, the car because also there was a lot of homeless people in the parking lot. <laughs> so I just kind of got fetal on like the roof of this like, Jeep <laughs> and waited for them because I thought surely they'd be like, you dumb kids and then like scold them and let them out. But they went to jail. <laughs> oh yeah. Fuck yeah. No, you're going to jail for that. That's not, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you thought it was going to be like the fucking Scooby-Doo. Oh, you bad girl. You learned your yeah. lesson. Now you get out of here. Don't come back. No, it's like no, that's fucking trespassing, and those are you know thousands yeah. and thousands of dollars worth of yeah, animals you fucked with. So yeah, I got away though, so that's we're fine. going to jail for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. Now wait, what? <laughs> I'm trying to picture where the zoo is, uh, but it's surrounded by no, homeless you know, people. Over, um, <laughs> the zoo here, how there's like hum- yeah, how there's Harmon Harmon Park and all oh, is Houston? Is Houston? Yeah, there's, there's a park over there. Yeah, so there's like homeless people yeah. in the park, and so I was just like fetal on the jeep. 
And I waited probably about two hours. I don't know. It was drunk time. It might have been five minutes. <laughs> yeah, right. But I waited exactly, forever yeah, exactly. before uh, I ended up calling uh, one of my girlfriends and waking her up and having her come get me because I was like, I, I don't know what to do. I don't have the keys to the car. <laughs> I'm just trapped here <laughs> in a park. <laughs> we, we broke into the fucking zoo. Yeah. And then actually, they found out... Uh, because you know they had to go to court and do the whole thing that that was like the same week or the, maybe the week after somebody had broken into some other zoo and shot this animal in the face and so they were like really cracking down on shit yeah oh wow wow you know you think you, you hear about like eco-terrorists <gasps> like people who would like Greenpeace oh, like break into a zoo that. and then release everything but think think about the other direction. I never thought of someone who's like, fuck that monkey. Yeah. I'm going to break in there. I'm going to shoot that motherfucker. <laughs> you throw shit at me. This ain't over, bitch. I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm going to break in here in the middle of the night. I'm going to shoot you fucking, <laughs> all you cappuccines. I saw y'all laughing at me. Yeah, I, I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, we could have done a lot up. of damage. <laughs> they were right to do that. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know what that was? There, yeah, that was I was like, wait a minute, we were sober. bad people. You know, as I look back, as I look back, I think I think that was a bad. We, we could have really upset those animals. Thank That's you. good. Thank you. We That's learned good. our Thank lesson. Thank you, Kiki. Thank you for right. sharing, Kiki. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I I uh, uh, I always ask this when I do these podcasts that we're now in a in a pre-apocalyptic mm-hmm. uh, hellscape of a culture now um uh just the, re, re, almost like the uh, uh the actor studio questions i'm gonna ask you some some standard questions here if there if if some if mm-hmm. for no if for some reason who knows what if for some reason there was no longer any entertainment industry whatsoever right it wasn't even an option what would you do what would what would you do with with your you with my your career, eyes just I guess, got so work? big that is a shocking mm-hmm. thing to contemplate. I don't want to do that. <laughs> is there, is pass an option? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you've already stumbled across the business. <laughs> oh, God, no, I hate it so much. I really, I hate paperwork so much, John. <laughs> do you know I just bought a filing cabinet last year? And I, I felt like oh, a wow. genius. Like... All of my papers had been piling on top of my desk and were this unmanageable mountain. And when I bought a filing cabinet, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I I'm see not now. do paperwork ever. I see. Oh, guys, come here. I want you to see this. What is Dude, it? What I swear it? to God. It's an accordion file. Over and I was showing them my filing cabinet. I'm not joking. I was so proud <laughs> that I knew where my papers were. <laughs> like you're, you're hanging out uh-huh. with you know, a lot of your friends. God bless them. We're circus folk. So they're, like, <laughs> they're like, what? Is there a movie They were in there? equally you're, impressed, John. You're growing mushrooms? <laughs> I am the most responsible yeah, of all my like... friends. So that should tell you a lot. <laughs> okay. All right. So that makes... Um... All right, so uh, a file, uh, file keep. Yeah, I'll, I'll think about it some keeper. more. I'll think about right. it. I know, I know, I know. It sounds, it sounds, it sounds horrible. It sounds horrible. I know you know, I wanted I know. to be a, a flight attendant, so just, but know, I couldn't me. because of my DWI. But I think that I think there's a time limit on that, so maybe I would just wait it out and then apply again to be a flight attendant. Yeah. Yeah, I think that absolutely. I mean, that's not like a permanent scarlet letter on your soul for the rest of time. I mean, those things yeah, kind of so, yeah, you know, fade after a while. You know what's mm-hmm. fucked up about uh, uh, drunk driving? Is it, and, and I know we've talked about this story, and it's one of those things where it has such a horrible stigma mm-hmm. on it for something that almost everyone has done. You know, it's like, uh, I saw a stat, I'm going to fuck it up, but the average drunk driver, like the person who gets busted with a DUI mm-hmm. or a DWI, whatever he is in your state, uh, they Shit. they get away with it over I 600 times before they got caught. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, there's, I mean, honestly, 
it's like a my joke about Whataburger. Mm-hmm. If you're at Whataburger between two and four a.m., I mean that's almost one hundred percent. no you know no sober people go I, to Whataburger at two to four. Like it's a mixture of a South thing and also a Houston thing because I've talked to other people because that's my that was my assumption too. I'm like fucking everybody does it. That's not true. Houston especially has like no uh would call it public transportation. And so pre-Uber, if you were going to go out, mm-hmm. like, that's the only way you had to drive drunk. So a lot of cities, like, that's not a thing. And then uh, up north, like, I would talk to some people and be like, oh, yeah, no, I had a beer. I can't drive. And I was like, fucking pussy. What are you talking about? Like, I, that's a very southern, like, fucking, <laughs> yeah, right. grow some balls, drink a beer, drive your truck. Well, I'd say it's at least, if yes. not fully southern, it's at least rural. Because I've done one-nighters in places that it felt like yeah. fucking Mad Max after <laughs> about 11 cars. o'clock if you're driving home from a It's like everyone, yeah, everyone's just all mm-hmm. fucked up. Everyone's got those yeah. shitty old cash cars with whiskey dents all over it. Yeah, that's a, that's a fucked up thing. But I think you could, you know, yeah, if you really wanted to be a flight attendant, yeah. you, Maybe. Could, you could make that happen, right? Yeah, that seems okay. like it. All right, so I'll put you down for flight attendant. Okay, all right, here's my other one. Let's say... it. Uh, no. you ever watch like Walking Dead or like zombie movies and shit? I know of them. Yeah, I don't like scary no, But you know of them, yes, right? You get the idea, the, the gist. That's fine. That's fine. Let's say that this went full Walking Dead, right? Mm. The complete, utter mm-hmm. collapse, society, culture, everything. I know, I know. Don't, okay. don't, don't get too into this. This is, we're in the realm of make-believe. But let's say you basically had to walk up to the gates of mm-hmm. the fortress of the local warlord. <laughs> <laughs> What could you bring to the table that would be like? How could you serve the uh, the, the the collective of the world? Like, like for me, I'm thinking about oh. gardening. I can show up and be like, "Hey, I can grow. I can grow tomatoes. Maybe a little uh, bit of herb on the madam. side. You know what's up? You know, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, yeah. all these bitches." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like that you're bringing your organizing skills to it. Like, hey guys, 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 <laughs> enough with the raping. I mean... We need to settle down here. Yeah. All right? I got a file cabinet. We can come yeah. up with some time. We'll clean yeah, up the place. I, I, I it's better for everybody. Sense. I mean, yeah, people okay. are still gonna want to bang. They're gonna have some amount of like morals, I mm. think. But yeah, and, and it's just you know, it's what do you call it, commerce? <laughs> yeah. No, I I think uh, you're bringing some civilization yeah. to it, like you're you know that's the organization, like, yeah, and uh, you know, because let's be civilized probably, about like, this. Like, there's gonna be raping <laughs> going on. So if I had, I just need to get. I already have a big knife, yeah. so I would just need to use the knife to get some guns. Uh-huh. Uh, we don't have to get into how that'll happen, but I'll get some guns, and then mm-hmm. I'll also be protecting the women. So yeah, I'd be a madam. I like this. I think I think uh, you're oh. <laughs> underplaying your your skill set, Kiki. I think it would just it would it would just be a matter of time until you are the warlord who essentially but is running the, the way, compound of Amazon women. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're like this is how it starts. This is how I get inside the Dad. gate, and then about three months later, you've got all all those people all the thinking I'm heads stupid as hell. Most of what I've gotten. <laughs> amen well i'm not one of those i, I uh, you're, you're like my comedy kid sister and i love seeing them i love seeing you thrive and survive and, and i know you're gonna you know be cool you're gonna be fine through all of this and i know you're gonna come out on the other side don't don't look at this and this is what i've had to remind myself is as we do more podcasting as we do more streaming mm-hmm. and and more you know those projects right is in the short term, mm. we may be losing a smaller in-person audience. Yeah, but you're getting definitely. a chance now to focus on the bigger audience, right? You know, so keep your keep your eyes on the prize. Well, th- yeah, and, I will. Thank um, you so keep much. Creating, you okay? too. I think you're going to be fine. And you know, and and let's um, check back in with me in a couple oh, of weeks and let me know what your OnlyFans address <laughs> is. We'll, we'll sell those socks and. <laughs> You know what you uh, you can you, what you can sell is uh, oh, your old receipts yes. that have already like from past couple of years, just like a a receipt for Topa Chica, yeah. but then like you just put like a little <laughs> lipstick kiss on it. There you go, there you go. Look, I bought I bought <laughs> <laughs> I bought enchiladas for the after party. I mean, so each receipt a, has a story, a so they get a story. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's right. It's got a timestamp on it. They can. I was at that show when they went, and it appears they spent <laughs> seven hundred dollars at a sex tape. store for tape. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I imagine. I imagine oh, you go fuck. through a, how many how many pounds of sequins you think a year? Yeah. <laughs> Don't even answer now. That's that's a better. Yeah, just the idea like I had a real again hiring a, a real accountant. Uh, yeah. I had to have like a sit down conversation about like how much glitter I buy and that it is a legitimate business expense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's it's mm-hmm. funny. There's got to be a lot of things that you've had to go. No, seriously, yeah. I needed that. Really? Yep. You're like, well, let me show you the video. Well, yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> That's you wearing a uh, unicorn head. Thanks again to uh, Kiki Maroon for being my guest today. If you'd like to follow Kiki Maroon, you can follow her on all the social media pages at pretty much Kiki Maroon. (laughs) Easy to find. Or you can go to her website, onlyfans.com slash burlesque receipts. If you don't know how to spell receipts, I can't help you. <laughs> anyway, I appreciate you listening today. we got a great um, a bunch of uh, interviews coming up later on this week as well. Daryl Felsberg is going to be on Friday. Very, very funny guy uh, from the north of Texas. And he has a son who was a senior in 2020. Who want to talk a little bit about the pain of the high school senior who has lost the last part of their uh, education. This kind of sucks. <clears throat> anyway, we'll talk to him on Friday. Uh, if you would like to be a guest on the After Later podcast, I'd love to have you. Looking for people with interesting, unique stories, perspectives, outlooks on life, or just, you know, doesn't have to be positive. If you're negative, I appreciate that too. You know what I mean? <laughs> the darkness is just as bright as the light. But hit me up on Twitter. That's at John Wessling, J-O-H-N-W-E-S-S-L-I-N-G. The show's uh, Twitter page is After Later. It's A-F-T-E-R-L number eight letter er the facebook page for the show is after later podcast and my personal comedy page is john wessling official now if you'd like to check out my comedy album it's now available on 800 pound gorilla records it's called warm at first you can buy it that'd be cool or you can just stream it it's available on pretty much every streaming service known to man Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, even Napster. Isn't that crazy? And thanks again to Scott Henry, my good friend who has pledged $5 supporting me on the podcast on Anchor FM. Uh, $5 a month, cha-ching, straight cash, homie. And I will actually be spending that money today as I renew the uh, the game pass for the kiddos. <laughs> so thanks. And if you'd like to jump in and help me out as well, throw a little couple of bucks in the kitty for the uh, podcast, I'll be happy to mention you as well. Uh, until then, have a great Monday. Celebrate 420 responsibly, everybody. Okay, thanks for listening to After Later. I'm John Wessling. Bye.